0: Hi, welcome to Debbie and Debauchery, a book discussion podcast where two best friends get together to drink
1: tea and talk about YA novels. I'm Michelle. And I'm Raina. In this episode, we're going to be discussing The Bone Season by Samantha Shannon. It's not actually YA, as we realized after starting it, but we'll get into that later. What it actually is, is a dystopian fantasy about an alternate England where some people have clairvoyant powers and are oppressed for it. As usual, we discuss all content from the book, so there will possibly be mentions of slavery, torture, death, and child death, drugs, and sexual assault.
0: Let's get into it. Yee! Squee! We're drinking juice today.
1: We are drinking juice. I don't think we're going to be drinking, like, hot tea at all this summer. Probably not. It's just too hot. Yeah. <laughs> Except for when we have a tea party.
0: <laughs> okay. Let's get into it. The bone season.
1: The bone season.
0: Can I just start by saying... Anytime they said the word bone, I couldn't
1: take it secretly. <laughs> really? They didn't even say it that much, did they? They just called it, like, the bone seasons.
0: Yeah. And I was like, yeah, they're gonna bone. I did not think was, that
1: even once. Okay, it was partially because it was so clearly gonna be a romance. Yeah, I I didn't know it was gonna be so romance and I was sad about that. But we can get into that later, too. Which is
0: surprising to me, because if you read, like, the inside excerpt, like... Even just reading that, it was clearly a romance to me.
1: I don't know what you read on Goodreads. I don't know about what it. I read on Goodreads. Show me the inside excerpt.
0: Okay, go for it. Sometimes
1: I like I really skim descriptions of books. Yeah.
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I probably skimmed it. See, I had I don't know why I didn't think it'd be romance. I just I just skimmed. I was really excited about it because I mean, The Prior of the Orange Tree. Yeah. Is also by Samantha Shannon, and this one like book blogger really liked it, and I was like, ooh. Maybe Because I was actually kind of, initially, I was deciding whether or not to read it, because I was like, oh, I know that Samantha Shannon has this, like, YA dystopia series. I thought it was YA. And I was like, YA dystopia isn't my favorite genre. So I was a little nervous. But then I was like, oh, Samantha Shannon. This is more like, this felt more sci-fi to me. Dystopia is sci-fi. It's like sci But dystopia, sci-fi. Yeah, dystopia feels like a really specific type of sci-fi to me. This felt more like dystopian fantasy to me.
0: Mm. This to felt the... like
1: alternate future
0: yeah. sci-fi. See, I put,
1: yeah, but I think that's like a dystopia. I think you it's know, like a dystopia.
0: Technically, we don't know what the future is, though.
1: But like, a <sighs> bad alternate future is basically a dystopia. Either way, I'm not disagreeing with you, but that's just, I'm not just disagreeing like... with you. I, I also feel <laughs> like, we're not <laughs> Okay, that was, like... One of the things I actually really liked about it was that it, in my opinion, melded a lot of those genres. Like, we're arguing about what the genre is when really it is just all of those genres. It's a sci-fi, and a dystopia, and it's an alternate future, yeah. and it's a fantasy, yeah. and it's a romance, and I thought that be- I thought that it felt very historical in parts even though it was an alternate future because of like the stuff they pulled from the past like talking about Queen Victoria and talking about King Edward and all that fun stuff which I want to be elaborated on and the whole like vibe of where they lived with like you know, like, their thieving group, it just felt kind of, like, historical, which I really liked. I yeah, vibed she with said, that really hard.
0: she said specifically what it was taken from in the thing. I don't know if you read Yeah, that.
1: in the glossary. Yeah. I was thinking specifically like, I feel like I wrote it down. Oh, yes! The one of them that I was specifically thinking about was the occult craze in, like, the late 1800s and the early 1900s when everyone yeah. went into seances. Dante, I, I love you, but, like, lay down. It's like, nothing I do is good enough for <laughs> you. Yeah, the the occult craze of back then when every when everyone was really into seances and all that kind of stuff. Like Aleister Crowley. Were
0: still into seances. I know that was so cool. I mean, like I wouldn't do it because I was raised Christian, so that all of that stuff just scares me. I would one hundred percent do it,
1: but I was but I'd be terrified.
0: I would be really into like hearing your stories about it. Though, <laughs> like, what a girls' night! Like you know, like invite everybody over, have some pizza, do a seance. Mm-hmm. But, like, not with me, though. I'd come over for the pizza, and then I'd sit in the other room while you guys were doing Like, the you'd meal. be
1: safe in the other room if we summoned <laughs> a demon.
0: No, because I'd put a little, like, salt circle on <laughs> Okay. Sure. I'd be sitting in that salt circle reading my Bible. <laughs> I'm not even, like, super religious, but I'd still be in that salt circle reading my Bible with some candles. Are candles good or bad? All the candles
1: would be extinguished in that room. What was the thing in the glossary?
0: The slang is based on words used in the criminal underworld of London in the 19th century, with some amendment to meaning or usage.
1: Yeah, and that made it awesome. I mean, you know, that kind of overlaps with the occult era, sort of. It was like the early 1900s, or not, not the early 19th is that the wait? No, the 1800s is the 19th century. Yeah. So yeah, it was the right time. Early 1900s.
0: Age. Yeah.
1: Or early 19th century is, is early, early na- 1800s. 1800s. So it would have been actually the late 1800s when the um, occult phase was. I'm very intelligent and I know lots about history. <laughs> no, but yeah. I can cut that to make you sound smarter. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not going to. But, okay. Yeah. Thanks. Um. Anyway, that was like one of my favorite bits about the book and i thought it was cool the way she melded all of those genres together and i think it worked pretty well yeah melding them all
0: yeah this is like sort of the opposite of that one book we read that makes like fantasy and um contemporary i think it was the Wigger king no the one that we read that was an arc
1: oh yeah the arc, the art of saving the world yeah
0: yeah 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 yeah
1: where she melded fantasy and sci-fi.
0: Yeah, that's it.
1: But they kind of clash, because we were like, dragon? Yeah. What? <laughs> do you remember if, I don't know if you even read the description of the book or not, do you remember if, like, the more fantasy elements were, like, mentioned? Because I thought I was going into a sci-fi book, because yeah. I felt like the description, this is not about the art of saving the world, this is about the bone season. <laughs> but I felt like the description of... The art of saving the world it was more talking about the sci-fi elements. I, which is why it was so like, oh, talking dragon!
0: Yeah, I don't think I ever actually read the description. You just told me that it was the sci-fi book, and then I saw the cover, and I was like, sci-fi book, and you told me it was an arc and we were reading it, and I was like, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I asked if you wanted to!
0: Well, I, I don't research things, I was just like, oh, okay. I was hyped because you told me that there was, like, asexual characters that... Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Anyway. Back to the bone season. Back to the bone season. The reason
0: we're here. You know, I also, the bone season I was able to basically get past mm-hmm. because of the serious tone of the book. But anytime they said Mime Lord, I just
1: lost it. Okay, that, I'll, that I lost it a bit too about the Mime Lord. I couldn't take that very seriously. Especially, I thought of like clowns. Yeah. I thought of like Mr. Mime.
0: Especially the very first time that they said it, I was like, I was like squinting at it. And I was like, does that say Mime Lord?
1: Well, unfortunately, the next book is literally called, like, The Mime Lord. <laughs> so, like, you're kind of screwed there. Uh, yes, mimes. <laughs> mimes.
0: I forget what other mime words they used, but, like... I don't remember any other ones. Anything that had the word mime in it, which is... Just... No matter what the context was. And especially since it was, like, Jax, and he was a psychopath. But he's a Mime Lord. <laughs> like... <laughs> And, like, Mime Lord and crime syndicates. It just
1: doesn't work for me. (laughs) But you liked Jax, didn't you? As a character, for sure. Well, yeah. I didn't mean, like, morally. (laughs) Morally, no. (laughs) Would I want to be his friend? Absolutely not. He and the whole, like, um crime team made me think of Kaz and the crime team yeah and I thought you would like them
0: yeah I like them
1: also he had like a cane and like a hat and I was like <laughs> Kaz
0: <laughs> I know when I read the cane I was like Kaz <laughs> Kaz is it you except he was even more psychotic yeah or, Kaz has no, like more psychotic but different psychotic I think
1: Kaz is easier to like yeah like he is likable.
0: yeah Especially because you get to see the background of what Kaz was- We're talking about Six of Crows. Yeah,
1: sorry. (laughs) Also, Kaz is, like, very young. Yeah. Compared to Jax. do they talk about how old Jax is? Like, he's like an adult.
0: He's in his 30s, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Jax is crazy. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, like, good crazy. I feel like he's gonna be the main antagonist in the second book.
1: I I would- Yeah, I feel like he will, but I, like, I don't want to distract from, like, the nasty, like- Clairvoyant angels because I hate them with a burning passion and I don't want to distract from them. And also a very good antagonist. When we get into talking about them and the warden, yeah. I'm not ready to talk about it. Yeah. Okay, what should we talk about before we get to that? Um, Jax. You know, while I liked the concept of Jax in the Crime Syndicate, they threw way too many characters at us. And then didn't develop them. I agree. Like, every member of the crime syndicate that we got when we met in, like, the first chapter or so. Like, I, I could not tell you a single thing about- Like, there's the lady who has the, like, life support system thing. Don't know what her name is. That's her one, like, personality trait. I think her name is Diana, but I'm not sure. Probably. Yeah. And there was, like, another lady. And then another lady who is the sister of Zeke. I remember Zeke's name. Yeah. Zeke's sister starts with an N. Yes.
0: Yeah. Medine, maybe. Nadia,
1: Nadia, something like Nadina? that. Anyway, the point is, is like they're not developed at all, and they threw way too many names at us really fast. Yeah, I started because normally I write down
0: all of their names and like a little description. Uh-huh. I started writing it down. I wrote an entire half page worth of names, and then I just stopped. So this isn't even all the characters. And then, Sorry, I continue. I was just gonna say, I this is a book where I feel like a list of the characters would have been very helpful. Yes.
1: I remember hearing about how Samantha Shannon described her book as, like, dystopia on an epic fantasy scale. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if you're going to do that, provide that list of names. Do it. <laughs> you have to. Because um, she, she, she did it again. She did it in the very first chapter with the Crime Syndicate. And then once they got to... What's it called? What was the camp called? Oh, my tongue. Oxford, but like it had a name. Sheel. Sheel, yeah. Sheel 1. Sheel 2? Shield 1. Sheel Shield Shield one. One. Shield 1. When they got to Shield 1... They did it again, and they introduced all of the other clairvoyants she was like inducted with, yeah. And then all the ones she met at like the camp. And I'm like, stop, slow. Like, who was the clairvoyant guy who was with her when they first got there and then became her friend? Jay something.
0: Jasper. It's not Jesper. That's six of. God, it's six of. Justin. It's not.
1: I know it's not Justin.
0: They had like a nickname
1: for him also. Jordan. Jordan. Fuck, Jordan could die and I wouldn't care. <laughs> you know who I did care about, though? That little kid. Yeah. Well, that was... They made you care about yeah.
0: him. But, like... It was sad. Yeah. You know. But I still don't know his name. No, I don't, I don't know his name either. But if you said his name, I'd be like, oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, him. <laughs> but Jordan could die and I wouldn't care. I did like the girl who she met in, like, the slums. Who Liz. had the cards. Liss? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked her. So did I. She was cool. And
0: I really liked... Well, I didn't like him. But I enjoyed learning about all the different, like, clairvoyant types, and mm-hmm. then specifically, like, if you take away her type, their, like, object, Yeah. then they start dying.
1: Yeah. Because you're taking away their... Connection to the ether.
0: Yeah, which is interesting because when you have a child growing up that has that power... Yeah. Do they just, like, touch some cards one day and they're like, zoinks! <laughs> <laughs> And then it's like, that's their lifeline now, and they just don't know? I don't know. What if you're like, cleaning up and someone's like,
1: oh, <laughs> some cards? I f- I don't know. That's a good question. Um... I think talk about something else. What if one card gets destroyed? Good- These are the important questions you should be asking. <laughs> These are the very specific sort of questions that I ask. Yeah. You know who, like, in the very beginning, I was, like, actually sad they died, it was that random guy on the train. So was I! I was so upset! I thought that there was gonna be, like, a friendship there, and he was, like, this dad. Yeah! He was like, what's your power, love? We gotta get out of here together! And I was like, <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, Same! Yes. <laughs> then he fucking died. Immediately. Heartbreaking. <laughs> Broken.
0: Heartbreaking.
1: Heartbreaking. <laughs> Heartbroken immediately. Bring him back.
0: Yeah, that was really sad. Especially when she like looked at his wallet too and like saw that he had a daughter.
1: Yeah. Talking about words again. I also did not enjoy meat space. No, that was not that was not delightful. <laughs> okay, we've like barely scratched the surface here. So like like what else? <laughs> Besides- <laughs> the elephant in the <laughs> Besides the
0: main plotline.
1: Besides the main well not the like the plot well yes, the main plot line. Yeah. Yeah, it's all it's all wrapped up in there. You know what was excellent? Mm-hmm. I thought the action scenes were yes. awesome. Especially the scene in the Seven Dials, is that what it's called? Yeah, when she was getting chased. I or the 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 fight scene yeah. between like the syndicate and the other people where she was like on yeah. both sides. That was a great fight scene.
0: Yeah, and she couldn't speak, and they couldn't see her face. Oh, so. Good. Oh my God. That was an. Am- I love that scene. Even just thinking back to it now, and just like that scene was so intense. It was. And then she got shot, but then it turned out that it, it was- wasn't.
1: Yes. Yes. It was Nick. And then he was like, "Oh my God, Paige." That was so good. But the other action scenes were good too, like the scene where she was getting chased over the rooftops. That was also excellent. And the scene where she was like in the room with all the different like. Raphaim. Rafim?
0: Raphim? Raphaim?
1: Raphaim Raphaim. <laughs>
0: okay, let's just pick one now so okay. that we don't say it two different ways.
1: You pick one. I don't, I don't have one because I didn't like pronounce it when I was reading the book. Rafim. Rafim.
0: Rafim. Okay,
1: the Rafim. When she was in the room with all of them and they were like attacking her. Yeah. And she was refusing to kill That boy whose name boy we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who is a a very major character? We're terrible. <laughs> Look, I know Paige's name, Jax's name, the Warden's name, Nick's name. Okay, what is the Warden's actual name? Arcturus?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nice.
1: I know, because I violently hate <laughs> Anyway! I don't know anyone else's name. Like, the Queen Lady? Nashira. Cool. Would not have gotten <laughs> to I knew it started with an N. Yeah. There were just too many characters, and they weren't developed enough. Sorry. But I have high hopes for the rest of the books, because I do want to keep reading them. So do I. And, like, the series is still coming out. Like, book one, published in 2013. The most recent one, I think, was just published, and there's going to be seven altogether. And, like, I know Samantha Shannon can write well, because I am looking at her other book, which is one of my favorite books of all time. So, like, I have really high hopes that some of the things I hated about book one will be, like, remedied in the future.
0: You know, I didn't really overtly hate anything about the first book, so I'm interested to hear your thoughts.
1: I read your review! You gave it, like, even lower stars than I did. I
0: thought I gave it four stars. You did,
1: but, like, you said it was 3.75.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You complained in your review, I read it. Yeah.
0: I think sometimes when I look back on a book, it makes me want to give it lower stars. I think that's what's going to happen when we discuss the next books that we're going to discuss. But sometimes when I think back on it, it, like, makes me remember the really good parts. And so now it's feeling more like a four-star book. But who knows? By the end of this, It might know. be down to three
1: stars. <laughs> the interesting thing, when, whenever I write my reviews, I tend to, like, be really positive for some reason. Mm-hmm. So I gave it four stars, and, like, my review was actually fairly positive. But I think I have a more negative... I probably would go back and, like, we can't change it on Goodreads because Goodreads sucks, but I can change it on the story graph. Um, they... I would give it lower stars. Like, 3.5, probably. It just, the elephant in the room that we haven't talked about yet just really pulled it down for me. Yeah. And I I could see it, you know, I could see it from, like, the second she met the warden because I texted you.
0: Okay, but also, they very clearly advertised it as a romance between those two. You know what?
1: And I chose not to see it, (laughs) and therefore I am upset. (laughs) And that is my God-given right. (laughs) Yeah. So, well, let's just talk about it. What did you think about the warden, the romance, the relationship, the whole deal?
0: Okay. Honestly, I did not hate the warden as a character. It frustrated me that we knew next to nothing about him. We never figured Mm -hmm. out why he was fighting the... I've already forgotten the pronunciation. Buzzers. We'll just call them buzzers. (laughs) Positive. Oh, the that MM. Yeah, the Meme. Oh, M- okay, Meme. Mm. M- <laughs> pronunciation. We never figured out why they were fighting him. We didn't really learn a whole lot about like the first time that there was an uprising. Like we learned some. Mm-hmm. But like I don't know. I was just the amount of time that he got as a character was very frustrating to me because I was interested in him mm-hmm. and seeing like what his point of view was in all of this with the fact that, you know, he's a Blood consort to this woman. That's why I was especially frustrated when she started falling in love with him. Or love might be a strong word. Lust. Even lust. (laughs) Even lust was too much for me. Because you have this really weird power dynamic. Yes. That just makes me feel so gross. Where first of all, he's literally her slave master. Whether they're acting like that or not, that is what he is. Yeah. He chose to take her back into captivity instead of setting her free. Mm Mm-hmm and then you also had this really giant age difference he's like in his 300s just make her be in her 30s i guess because she's living with her dad i don't know so in the list of things that bothered me i would say that's pretty close to the bottom Mm -hmm. it was mostly the power thing the fact that we didn't know anything about him they also had like this weird dynamic where she was like should i trust him should i trust him and i was just sitting there the whole time i was like do you have a choice yeah, he has. He constantly has her life in mm-hmm. his hands, and she just like willfully ignored that. And she was like, "I don't know if I can trust him." Like, it, you are not making it out of there without him, so you have to. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I could
1: talk for like ever. So, what Please, are your thoughts? <laughs> so could, so could I. Um, I agree with everything you're saying. Um, but I also just didn't like him as a character, probably because it's not really. It's weird to say it's not his fault, because, like, he's not a real person. He's a character designed to, like... It's it's hard to explain, but, like, I just violently don't like the kind of trope that they were going for, you know? Yeah. And that's what made the book feel so... We haven't even talked about how, like, the book isn't actually YA yet, but yeah. I guess we'll get into that in a sec. That's why it felt so YA to me, because the entire relationship between them felt like that, and the rest of the plot Being in the book, forced. too. And so forced, yeah, you could see it coming ten million miles away the second the second he is first described, boom, you're like, okay, I know exactly where this is going, and I know where it's going to end, and you know what? it did exactly that. it didn't surprise me at any point the yeah, it didn't surprise me at any point, and that was just and it just and there's nothing actually wrong with that trope because if you like it, that's fine, it's like, yeah, have all your fun with that trope of like you know really young girl and otherworldly master of her and they hate each other but then they come to like each other and actually is a soft side and, and I normally love enemies yeah, to lovers. N- oh, I like a good enemy to lovers too, but like not this one. I'm like picky and I just don't like this trope and it reminds me. I'm not picky. I no- still don't <laughs> like it. There's nothing wrong with not being picky. Again, nothing wrong with this trope. No, I just, just say I'm not picky and I didn't like it in this book. <laughs> Yeah, I just don't vibe with it and I don't I don't like the slave master thing. I really don't like that. I don't like how they tried it's like they tried to make her really rebellious and like stubborn, but she wasn't really that rebellious or stubborn and it was only in stupid ways, like when he left her in the woods and said, Don't go south and she's like, Well, I'm gonna go south. That's like I was really like of all the times you choose to rebel, it's now? Are you an idiot? Like after
0: everything she had heard about the mines. I yeah. was reading that and I was like, now is the time to listen
1: to him. Yeah. And like, it's like she was being picky about what to listen to. And I didn't like, I, there were these weird parts in the book and like, unfortunately, I don't have my book, so I can't get the exact pages. Cause we'll have different pages that had a paperback version. Oh. But like there were parts where they made, or I guess the author, you know, she made, um, Paige look really stupid. So he could explain something. Like when she was talking about how she can't travel very far in the ether because her body will collapse from, like, of Voxton, and he's like, haven't you heard of holding your breath? And I was like, what? And then Paige was like, I never thought of that! Like, really? Really? She's been doing this for, like, years, and she has never thought of holding her breath. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard, and that's, like, like, why would, that's, it's like, there were, like, at least two places where this happened, where, like, they made the author intentionally, I guess, made Paige look really stupid, so he could answer a question Mm -hmm. about, like, her powers for her, and mansplain her powers to her. (laughs) And it just, I just didn't. And also like, okay, I had no sympathy for him. I'm like, I'm really sorry. If they had developed it more and like developed his relationship with her as a blood consort and developed his backstory rebelling, I probably would have liked him more and felt more sympathy with him. But like, as it goes, I really didn't feel sympathy For him, because they try to make you feel sympathy for him. And, like, oh, he has no choice. He has to act like her slave master. It's really not his fault. They, like, have to kill them and enslave them. Oh, my God. Like, this sucks for him. I'm sorry. It doesn't (laughs) suck as much.
0: Yeah, she's an actual slave. So, I also didn't feel that much sympathy for him. Yeah,
1: and I just, I didn't, especially when they were arguing. And, like, the thing is, again, because, like, they didn't expand on anything. And so, like, why couldn't he have just said some of this to her? You know? He chose her. And then they were alone. Like, no, it was never, like, revealed at any point in the book that, like, people were living in on them. They were alone. He could have said, look, here's the deal. I actually rebelled against them before, and I'd love to do it again, and I need your help. And, like, he could have even told her what the pills did. That creeped me out. Yeah. The, like, making her take the pills and not telling her what they did.
0: Yeah. I mean, they did explain it because if he messed up another rebellion, he'd be killed. Yeah. And everybody like, that helped him in the previous rebellion would be killed. Yeah. And then there would be no chance but for if But
1: he could have at least told her what the pills did. Yeah. They were literally harmless. But she and would also, never
0: have agreed if she knew.
1: But she also didn't, like, need to take the pills. Like, yeah, birth control and, like, iron. Like, great. But, like, they weren't necessary for her survival there. And neither what... Oh, the third pill. I thought you were specifically talking about the third pill. I was about to, now. I, I agree. It's stupid the that he didn't pill. tell her what
0: the first the, two were for. The but, third yeah. pill.
1: When it was when that part was revealed and, like, what the third pill was, and like, I... he had been snooping in her memories and her dreams, I... And he was just like... He was like, I don't get what, I'm sorry if I hurt you. I don't get what the big deal is. And then there was, like, that st- whole stupid page where he's like, You love Nick, don't you? Re- <laughs> I'm filled with so much anger right now. Yeah I hated that Oh my that god scene. Oh my god, okay
0: And he wouldn't shut the fuck up about it He was she so was smug cl- and obnoxious Yeah, he, she was clearly uncomfortable and he was still pushing it mm-hmm. And he's like, I have to see your deepest, darkest memory I have This is the only way I can make sure that we can trust oh each other Even though neither of us has ratted the other one out And we've both protected each other
1: so far Also, that whole thing where they're like bonded now that felt so forced and stupid. She I was agree. like, what other trope can I fit in this already
0: oh extremely my they, tropey romance? They mentioned that three separate occasions in, like, an almost 500-page book. And it was at the very end. It was like, he was like, okay, now we have a golden cord. And she was like, I've never heard of a golden cord. And I was like, neither have I, Paige. Neither have I. It Not in the past so 300 stupid.
1: pages. It was so stupid. <laughs> okay. <sighs> I I would like to read, right? I didn't hate the book. I actually quite enjoyed the book. And I wanted to read the rest of them. Yeah,
0: (laughs) But, like, you know, I hated those parts of it. Honestly, when I was reading those, I was like, let's just get through it. Let's get to the next part. I was really (laughs) upset. Uh... There was one part when she was dropped off in the forest. And she was supposed to find her way back to Shuol 1. And he left that note and he was like, don't go south. Or don't go north. Or whichever one. Mm -hmm. And then she tried that direction and then oh there's mine surprise and then she started going the other direction again and she found the buzzer and then there was like two of them and she was absolutely freaking out she was going into hysterics she had no idea like what was happening and she managed to make it into shul 1 and then the warden was like holding her and he was like page page it's okay you're fine now and then he was like there's the buzzer (laughs) and then she was like "Ah!" and she turned around and she threw her spirit at it and then it was that deer and it was all just a trick when before before he was like oh if it makes you uncomfortable i'm not gonna force you to do anything you don't want to do because i'm not your slave master (laughs) so i'm not gonna make you do anything you don't want to do and then he was like what i'm gonna do instead though (laughs) So i'm gonna send you into literal hysterics and then i'm gonna point you at the deer i'm gonna go I'm supposed to... <laughs> and then when you break your wrist and when you're like you nearly died and you know everything is um you're like recovering you're gonna be laying nicely in bed and I'm, when you wake up i'm gonna say i'm gonna say how are you feeling <laughs> are you okay i hope you didn't get hurt But then she says, fuck you, and I appreciate that. But when I read that scene, I was, like, so mad. And then he faced no consequences for it. Yeah. She was just like, oh, it's okay, actually. Because now I can possess things. And that's not unnatural anymore. And it doesn't make me uncomfortable anymore. Because I did it literally one other time to a butterfly. But the (laughs) next time I try this, I'm going to do it to a human person, and I'm going to be pretty okay with it. Yeah. There's going to be no moral repercussions for what I've done. (laughs) especially since she like built it up so much she was like no I'm not going to do this this is wrong like Jack's tried to get me to do this in the past and it's just not something that I'm willing to do and then she was like you know that deer didn't do too bad though <laughs> but we never find out what happened to the deer is the deer okay did she just <laughs> did she murder
1: it did she murder the deer
0: <laughs> I liked that deer that deer
1: in her you know This is not really on topic of him, but like, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of Paige, but you know, one thing I liked about her character was that she was not naturally the revolutionary leader. In fact, she wasn't even thinking about freeing everybody else until like, his name isn't Justin. What's his name? Jason. Is it Jordan? Jordan. (laughs) Until Jordan was like, and we free everybody. And she's like, yeah, (laughs) right. I love freeing everybody. (laughs) She just like, wasn't. She wasn't, like, naturally, like, this is horrible. We need to free everyone. We need to have a giant revolt. She wasn't really doing that.
0: Yeah. She was like, I'm going to protect my friends. I'm going to get out of here.
1: Yeah. And that was, you know, I like that. I, it was more refreshing yeah. than if she had also been, like... as I wouldn't have really bought it if she was... And it would have been a little more annoying.
0: That would have been a young, a, a young adult book. <laughs> a young A book.
1: Young A. <laughs> <laughs> young A. <laughs> well, now that we've mentioned that, um, I think we should link that, like, a blog post... So we, we, Michelle sent me a blog post about um, Samantha Shannon herself talking about how the book is an adult book, but like how she acknowledges that lots of people see it as like a crossover kind of book. And like, just talking about that. And like, I totally see why it's an adult book. And she talked about how like, it was with an adult publisher, and she didn't want to censor herself in future books for like the violence and sex. But the plot of this was just so YA. A lot, I, I went like looking at reviews because I like... I haven't read Shadow and Bone, but, like, I did see reviews comparing it to Shadow and Bone. Even though I haven't read it, a lot of people, like- And I had, like, watched, like, three episodes of the TV show. But, like, it did, like, remind me of that, like, very stereotypical YA plot where, like- There are people in the world who have magical powers, and one girl has magical powers, but like even specialer than everybody else. But then she gets taken to this place where she has to train to learn her magical powers. And also there's this like super sexy bad boy who's like on the other side, maybe, and like they fall in love and there's like a revolt or something, and it just feels so YA. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It just, not that it feels very YA, it's just that it feels very stereotypically YA, That I feel like YA these days is a lot more diverse in terms of plot. Whereas, I mean, this is kind of old. It's from 2013. But like that YA plot specifically, I feel is like very stereotypical. Even though this is technically an adult book. I thought it was YA because like every single person has tagged it as such a read. You know where you can see like all the genres? Like number two is YA. Yeah. Anyway, thoughts?
0: I, you know, I don't even remember what scene specifically it was where I was like, hmm, I wonder if this is, if this isn't YA. I think it was probably when she murdered three people. In the
1: <laughs> there is murder and death in YA.
0: Okay, there's murder and death, and then there's this guy died, and also he has a child that's in the hospital
1: that he's was about, to Okay, see. think about the YA we have read. I mean, it's I got some really fucked up stuff. Yeah, but like, usually... In Children of Blood and Bone, she is literally tortured.
0: Yeah. But usually YA isn't like, here's this side character, you're gonna think of him as a dad. He has a daughter. He's going to visit her in the hospital. Yeah. And now he's dead. And the main character could have stopped it. But she didn't. (laughs) And now the main character is going to look in his wallet and guess what? It's a picture of his child and his wife.
1: (laughs) So, like... No, like, I I understand why it's an adult book. And I know it is technically an adult book. It just... It was mostly the plot and the romance that made me understand why people think it's YA. And that's, like... I, like, complain about the plot, but that's not an insult to say it's YA. It's just, like, a comment on the kind of plot it had. And I'm really curious to see if the other books, like, break free of that. And like, you know, maybe be a little less stereotypical with the romance. I'm curious. The romance in this book was easily my least favorite part. Yes, me too.
0: And I honestly like romance. I know
1: you do. And you know, I have... I found it. I do like romance when I like the room. Yeah. <laughs> I like it when I like it. <laughs> You know, I read a couple of romance books this year and I loved them. And I like romance in books. Hardcore, die diehard Harold Hawk and, you know, Gideon Shipper yeah. will die for them. <laughs> you know, I like romance when it's something that I enjoy. But I guess I'm more picky because it's not exactly my genre. And this was just so far on the other end of what I wanted. Yeah.
0: You know, I'm really worried about book two because either she's going to have sex with Warden or she's going to have sex with Nick and I won't be happy. Nick is gay. By...
1: He might or be he, bi. He might be bi, it's true. God, I'm Raina. Sorry. No, I wrote that in my journal. I was like, gay or bi. I wrote, I remember... You're covering that... it up now. Oh my god, I'm <laughs> a secret bi-phobe. Um I remember I love that scene because that was one scene that finally made me be like, alright, finally, it's not stereotypical. Yeah. Because I was... Before it was revealed that Nick wasn't into, into her, I was furious. Because I'm like, alright, so you're telling me the other love interest is also wildly older than her. Has known her since she was a little child. This is this is the other option you're giving me? These are the only two <laughs> options? That's and I, mean, I was really upset about that. That's
0: why I'm really worried about them, like, maybe getting together. I don't...
1: It, I, I don't think they will. I don't think, but I, I'm worried. <laughs> it, if it does, I'll be seriously, like disappointed but like I feel like it's not he's like an older brother to her and I feel like that moment was supposed to be like yeah. her realizing that like her crush it's it, like that's a perfectly normal crush to have she said that she still loves him though yeah and like that that's a perfect I feel like it's a perfectly realistic and normal I mean like he saved her when she was little and she's known him her whole life and he's like yeah. you know like a you know that's like a normal crush to have on somebody yeah but yeah. like it won't. Ha- I can't I-, I refuse to think that it will happen I hope you're right
0: I mean, I'm pretty sure it won't happen, too, but... He's
1: way older than her.
0: Okay, Warden
1: is 300 years... It's different, years. though. <laughs> because Warden is, like, a little man-child. <laughs> no, it's... I don't know. It's different. He's known her, her whole life. He's He was literally an adult when he saved her when she was a child. Yeah. Nasty. But not into that Technically, it's
0: legal. Yeah,
1: but, like, I'm not into that trope. <laughs> you know? I can't. I just... You know what? Maybe in book two or another book, a mysterious third love interest will be introduced and that one will be perfect in every way. And the (laughs) warden will die. Violently. Here's fingers crossed. Yes. (laughs) Nick will survive. He's like, I like Nick. Nick is a cool dude.
0: I want to learn more about warden.
1: I guess I do too. And maybe, maybe if something, if it's like really good, maybe I'll like him. I
0: mean, what do we really know about him right now?
1: Nothing. He's insufferable.
0: Literally nothing. He's insufferable insufferable because we know nothing about him. Yeah. And he might be insufferable when we learn about him, but at least it'll be, like, you know, mm-hmm. warranted.
1: You know, it's insufferable. It also, like, reminds me of, um, like, I hate to make this comparison because, like, I'm so sorry, daughter, smoke, and bone. But, like, in it, it compares it to that, but, like, also, it's not even on its level. Yeah. And, like, the warden could never be a Kiba. Yeah. But like it reminds me of it, like it's the evil cousin. Yeah. You know, he's like an angel thing, and they're from like warring sides. But like it's bad. Yeah. And Akiva's amazing. It's actually been a while since I've read it. I don't remember like like actual feelings on Akiva, but like he's amazing.
0: <laughs> I remember liking him. But yeah. That's I don't it. remember
1: disliking their romance. I found a few typos
0: in this book. Interesting. Like, more than one. Interesting. I
1: think I remember finding some too, but I didn't remember. Like, I didn't write it down.
0: I wrote it down. There was one part where it was supposed to say portion, but it said protion. Hmm. There was one part where they didn't use quotation marks. Interesting. Or they didn't use one of the quotation marks. Yes,
1: I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed that. <laughs> There's a couple other ones,
0: other ones too, but I didn't write them all down.
1: Interesting. I was when I was reading it, I was thinking like maybe this will be fixed in like a different, like a newer release version of the book, because like books are being printed all the time. So like, mm. but it was in both of our versions. Interesting. Interesting.
0: Yeah, it made me confused at first.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't looked at my notes once this entire time, and now I'm going to do it.
0: I was thinking of, like, page 100, that he was going out- Warden was going out to kill the buzzers to try and prevent the humans from having to kill them. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, they didn't really
1: even go into depth about, like, what the hunting parties did. No, they didn't. And they didn't really elaborate on- I- they better- I, I just want more of the lore- in in future books, like the MM, how they got there, everything that's going on. I want more history. I want to learn more about like the different types. Anyway, what was absolutely hilarious, that I thought was, was that, do you remember when she and the warden were having like a big fight? I don't know what they were fighting about, but like he found her pamphlet and he was like, (laughs) he was like, Jax is disgusting. He ranks you. It's just as bad as us making you into slaves. (laughs) despicable. And she was He's like, worse than me, basically. <laughs> She's like, hmm, you have a point. <laughs> yes, because that is like, yeah, that was kind of shitty of like, whatever, but like, slaves. Slaves.
0: <laughs> slavery. Actual, literal slavery.
1: Killing them. Torturing them. Slavery. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that also made me lose all respect for the warden. The, like, the shred of respect I may have still had yeah. <laughs> went down the drain. That would have so that bothered me, but about
0: Paige's reaction to it bothered me more than warden actually saying it. Because my thing is, I'm trying to picture life from the view of an immortal. Yeah. And an immortal who has had slavery all 300 years of his life, which I'm sure they have. Slavery is, quote unquote, just another thing for them. Yeah. But also, their entire life is based off of rankings. Yeah. They have
1: rankings too. I, I'll admit, I did not fully understand their rankings between like the Sargus and like the other ones. Like I didn't either I missed something or they didn't explain it that much. Yeah. Like I didn't get that at all and I was like, alright, I'm just gonna ignore this. Mm.
0: I didn't really get that either. Yeah. That was the
1: other thing that I wish they had too, was like
0: I actually wrote this down too. Like a governmental rankings, not just for them, but also
1: for the humans too. Yeah. That was nice. like yeah. Um but yeah, they literally ranked them too. They wanted the more powerful ones and the ones they didn't want were just relegated to the slums. So, like you do the exact same thing, bro. Like Well that was what they implied, but also we don't know what Warden can do. No, I meant like as in with the clairvoyance. They oh, didn't tell you meant with the They bombing. didn't really want like yeah. the like most mediocre clairvoyance for their like army.
0: But they'll still kill them though?
1: Yeah. So, like yeah, Jax is just as bad. Yeah. Sure. Hilarious. You can know, we also
0: talk about the tower? Yeah. That they, like, briefly touched on, but it's apparently not a big deal to them.
1: Well, Paige wasn't in it, so therefore, like, it's not that big of a deal. Those, her her fellows were in there for nine years. And she never, like, it didn't fuck them up forever? Well, you know what? (laughs) Let us invoke, you know, the whole, like, Harry Potter meme of, like, Harry didn't notice it happening, but it was happening over there, you know? (laughs) like everybody knows the tower and they're
0: just like oh that's where clairvoyants go and then they never come back and you're just like oh okay and then she gets taken to it and she's there for like a day and she's talking to the other prisoners and they're like oh yeah i've been here for like nine years and she's just like damn that sucks and then later (laughs) she's like how about that that was fucked up right yeah wild
1: like what it's is the tower literally just a reservoir for them to pull from yeah, that's, it's, it's, they do the seasons. Like, they don't bring them to shield one every, like, year. Yeah. They, like, pull them constantly from, like, the community, and they put them in the tower. And then at every 20... It was every 20 years or every 10 years?
0: Every 10 years. Every 10
1: years, they pull them. So, like, some people will get unlucky and be stuck in the tower for nine years. Some people will be, like, page and get really lucky. Lucky is a relative term here. Yeah. And get pulled the year they're doing the season. Yeah. So, they just, like conserve them for ten years and then bring them back And they together. just
0: torture them in that time. Mm. What does that accomplish? And... Makes them nice and weak for when they have to fight off the buzzers. <laughs> <laughs> and then they also talked about that drug.
1: Yeah. Another thing that made me think about, like, historical, because, like, they talked about laudanum yeah. and opium, and yeah. I was like, oh, those historical details.
0: Love it. I feel like I could have read a whole book about what happened in that tower, but instead I got, like, three sentences. They're like, you get it, right? No well, it's a
1: seven-book <laughs> series. Maybe we we'll, we better revisit some things. Yeah. We haven't even discussed the um, culmination of their relationship and that make-out sesh. Oh, yeah. My reaction, too. My reaction. Michelle just made an annoyed <laughs> face.
0: Okay. I'm ace as hell. That being said, could they not
1: keep, keep it, it in, in their, their pants? pants? Exactly what they I thought. They had
0: never touched before that
1: point, and they're like, now is the time. I know, right? It's so... Like, is it... I don't know. We, we need some, someone to come and tell us if that's,
0: like, accurate. <laughs> someone tell us if you thought that scene was sexy.
1: Well, or if it was, like, necessary. Is that, like, you're so overwhelmed with, like... There's so lust. many other things going There's, on. You're so overwhelmed with lust that you're like, I'm literally maybe about to die. And, like, this is gonna ruin all of our plans. But we need to fuck now. Yeah. And it did ruin their plans. She walked in on them kissing. Oh my god. Wild. I can...
0: Okay, I'm all for a good, like, raunchy scene. Oh, hell yeah. Like, I dig it.
1: I I, love a good raunchy scene.
0: But I just... Whenever there's a risk of someone walking in on them, especially if it's literally gonna ruin everything, I'm not even reading it. I'm just skimming ahead. I'm like, when is she gonna walk in? Yeah. And then when I see it, I'm like,
1: okay. Yeah. Another extremely tired trope. Yeah. Like, they could have, like done that the night it wouldn't have been as dramatic but they could have done it like the night before (laughs) you know it's just so stupid Mm. that's one of my least favorite tropes and they've been planning things with like three different factions of people and like it's such an important night and like tons of lives hanging the balance and they ruin it because they need to make out and it just cheapens everything it's like so you really don't care that much so like making out is more important to you, and, like, yada, 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 even in war, you have to have love, whatever. It's not important!
0: No. It's, it's not! <laughs> you can keep it in your pants for literally, like, 30 more minutes.
1: Yeah. It just drives me nuts. Oh, I know. But, like, I want to read the other books, too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, so do I. I still I like the book like, I still <laughs> like the book. <laughs> <lot.
1: laughs> I, like, okay, you know what? We talked a lot, we do this with a lot of books, but, like, you know, th- actually this is quite similar to Children of Blood and Bone, in which... I actually really enjoyed the plot and I loved the ideas and I loved the world building and I loved the themes, but like the romance was such an oppressing part of the book that yeah. it just like took over it, you know, and it made it hard. I wrote, I wrote, um, <laughs> the warden is harshing my vibe. I mean, like, and he was, I was like, Ooh, yes, this clairvoyance, Ooh, the like dystopian and historical vibes. I was like, ah, oh, these cool action scenes. And then the warden would like come walking on the, <laughs> the screen and say something stupid and, I'd be like, go away! I'm enjoying this!
0: I don't think there's any way that that romance could have worked for me. Just because I- I mean, there's a lot of things that went wrong along the way, too, don't get me wrong, but I'm also- I really hate the whole master-slave thing. Yeah.
1: I don't like it either. It's not sexy. Yeah.
0: Because there's that- it's just such a big power imbalance. It's, like, predatory. Even if she doesn't- he doesn't treat her like a slave, it doesn't fucking matter, because that's literally what she is, is a slave. Yeah. I, actually, when I was reading it, I was, like, I wasn't minding the romance too much Mm -hmm. because my expectation for what was going to happen was, oh, we, like, we're starting to build trust, we're starting to actually like each other, but I didn't think it was going to culminate into anything in the first book. Mm -hmm. I thought that it was going to be, like, okay, what what I thought the emotional maturity of the book was going to be as an adult book is he would say... Or she would say, you know, either one. Like, we need to take a step back from this because A, our lives are in the balance. Mm -hmm. And B, there's this really big power imbalance. I'm under a lot of stress. We can't know if this is actually anything or if it's just, like, the stresses of our situation and, like, we're living really close together and we've had to have these really intimate experiences that have been, like, forced upon us, basically. So, let's just not do this right now. Let's wait until we get outside and see if we still like each other. I mean,
1: in a more eloquent way than that, because... No, I understand exactly what you mean. Yeah. And it is, like... I feel like you hit it, like, right there with, like, the emotional maturity of the book. And it's, like, yes, it is technically an adult book because it is from an adult publisher and the author intended it to be adult, and so therefore it is an adult book. But, like... This especially. It wasn't very mature Yeah, in those aspects. And, you know, again, it makes me think of Daughter of Smoke and Bone. Because, again, it's been a while since I've read it. But I know 100% it's a YA book. Like, I like the development of their romance. Because, like, they do get together, Akiva and um, Karu, get together in book one. But then they break up because, like, she realizes that if all of her memories come back. Spoilers? <laughs> Sorry! <laughs> spoilers for daughter of smoke and bone and like the next two books sorry <laughs> and like her memories come back and they break up and they are not together at all in book two yeah and like they spend a lot of time in book two and three like learning to reconcile with their past and like it's really complex and like you actually like akiva and you actually feel for him and you get to understand all of his motivations and his backstory and they do finally get together at the end but like it's so much more mature. Yeah. And I don't know. The distinction between YA and adult is interesting sometimes because I mean, like, ultimately it boils down to the publisher and the intentions of the author. That's, like, it. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, we can argue all we want about, like, the plots and the tropes and the way it's written but, like, it's really just, like, the publisher, honestly. Yeah. That's, like, 99% of what it comes down to if it's published as an adult book or a teen book. Yeah. Which is interesting because, like, they are two different but like they've also evolved YA has evolved very much to have its own like big I mean we have a podcast talking about YA books like it's not just a age distinguisher it's like a very specific genre that has like evolved and it's interesting
0: anyway do you have anything else to say we kind of briefly talked on the touched on the buzzers what what do you think what do you think their deal is
1: I don't know we didn't like get much on them like my only theory was that like maybe they're like fallen humans or fallen Rafaem? That
0: was my theory, too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, there wasn't really much. We didn't, we barely even got to see one, you know? Yeah. So. Which I
0: actually, this is the one thing where I'm like, I'm actually kind of glad we barely got to see them. Yeah. Because it made them even scarier. Yeah. Because you saw them once when she was, like, having that, like, absolute panic attack and she could barely look at them. There was, like, the scent of rotting flesh. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, and now they still get to retain this Boogeyman
1: status. Yes. Yeah. I like a good unknowable monster Mm -hmm. when they don't explain it too much.
0: I'm wondering if it's gonna be right. Because that feels like another
1: classic trope. But I'd be okay with that, honestly. That's a sexy trope. Yeah. (laughs) Fallen anything into horrible monsters. That's sexy right there. (laughs) I just, I had a lot of like annoying. annoyed notes about the warden and one of them was just like, oh, he's so edgy and angsty and really he's just a slave master. (laughs) Like, I love an angsty love interest, you know? Yeah. Like, amazing trope. But, like, the angst doesn't need to be because he's part of, like, a slave-owning race. I don't need that, you know?
0: Yeah. I would have liked him more, too, if we were, like, allowed to see what exactly he was planning because he was doing all this stuff behind the scenes and they kind of just, like, mentioned it at the very end. Yeah. Like, he had a secret group that they were meeting underground all the time, that they, like, got internet hooked up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But we didn't really... Yeah. It was, like, for the whole, I don't know how many, like, majority of the book, it was, like, we got no information about him, had no connection to him, he was extremely mysterious, wouldn't answer any of her questions, he was just, like... Which drove me crazy. I know. So he could have answered some questions. Anyway, and then, like, for the last bit of the book, you're, like okay, so now you're supposed to like him a lot because he's a revolutionary leader and he's actually really nice and actually he's, like, one of the good guys and he's even nice to his slave boy. Which, (laughs) that was bold. I mean, come on, really? You're gonna pull that trope of, like, no, he's actually one of the good ones. Look how well he treats his servant. Like, really? Um... And, but you, it didn't feel earned at the end, you know, when, it, when you're like, you're supposed to like him now. Look, they're kissing. You like him. She has to leave him. Isn't that so sad? At the end, when they were like kissing and the train was leaving, I was like, you're going to risk
0: it missing the fucking train. For so him. You can, so you can kiss him a little bit or just hold him for a little bit longer. Like, that's ridiculous. It didn't feel earned. Yeah. I also really liked the dancers too. I know we talked about Liss a little bit, but yeah. all of them were really awesome.
1: They were cool. I liked, yeah, they were, Liss was probably my favorite side character. Yeah. I also really liked
0: um, the dinner scene when she was like having dinner with the uh, red shirt people. Yes. And they, they were having that like nasty mouth noises. I live for when two women are talking to each other and neither of them is saying what they mean and they're both lying to each other. <laughs>
1: yes. I, I did love that scene. That was so good. I always look for that every single time. Damn Damn it. You know what I just realized and like didn't. Even register once I mean you don't It didn't even register once While I was reading the book You don't watch Star Trek But like in Star Trek The people that wear red shirts Are like The color of your shirt Is like What kind of part You work on the ship Like gold is for, Yellow is for like Command positions And like yeah. blue is science Red is like Communications and engineering And everything And they're called red shirts Because like They always die Because they're like The throwaway extra Who dies It's like it's like a trope In sci-fi and everything Yeah And they're literally The red shirts <laughs> And sent out to kill the buzzers.
0: Although that doesn't happen.
1: In the book. In the book. Yeah, but like they are the people who get basically thrown at the buzzers and yeah. stop them and they're literally the red shirts, so. And they're also amusing. sent
0: out with the Rafaim. Yeah. We know literally nothing about that and that really bothers me because that's supposed to be a central aspect of the
1: book. we're not going to read them for the podcast because they are not YA.
0: But we will read them and discuss them with each other.
1: Yes. Who knows? Maybe, like, if we continue reading all of them, maybe we can do a bonus episode. Where we Updating. discuss all of them. Yeah. yeah. Updating where they went. Because I have really high hopes. And, you know, I'll probably be disappointed, but, like, I'm going to keep my high hopes. Because, like, seven book series, they're still coming out. I like her other books. Good bones. You know? Bone season. Bone season. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I, I have those high hopes. Samantha Shannon, do not let me down. Yeah.
0: You know, I thought I was going to change my star rating, but I stand
1: by that 3.75 stars I gave it. I don't actually know what I gave it on Storygraph that has my, like, accurate ratings, but whatever. It's basically 3.75.
0: Overall, a good book. A good book, yes.
1: We shit on it, like we usually do, but like a good book.
0: Most of the reasons that we shit on it, though, is because we want to know more. Yeah, and like the romance. Which is good, because it's a a book that creates... I mean, it's not super awesome because it's a little bit too much, but, you know, we're intrigued by the world, we're asking
1: questions, we want to know more, we want to read the next book. The magic system is, like, awesome. And that wraps up the discussion! Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to find us, we're on Twitter at DebutantPod. Let us know what you thought of the book. Did you agree with us? Did you disagree? What books would you like us to discuss next? Next time, we'll be reading Anna and the French Kiss by Stephanie Perkins. Look for that episode coming in three weeks. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next one.